Yo, Chad, what the fuck is up? Oh, you know, you know what's good, you know what's up, you know what's happening, you know what's popping in the streets. Ah, uh, shit, homie. We're back again. Another week, another real nerd hours. Yeah, still fire. Still fire. Still fire. God damn. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit. You know what it is. Uh, anime, movies, music, whatever, what have you. Etc. 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 So, this week, we've got stuff and junk. Yeah, stuff and things. Come on, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to kick off with uh, a little dispatch, a.k.a. a travel log. Uh-oh. Went to Austin, Texas for the first time. Yeah, how was that? It was cool. All right. Uh, very humid. The weather sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there are... We're going to get into the race stuff early this week. That's okay. Shitload of white people. That's This is all very much in line with my preconceived notions about Austin. <laughs> See, the thing is, when people used to tell me about Austin before going there, they were just like, yo, it's like the most culturally diverse part of Texas, which in reality is actually Houston because there are a shitload of Asian people there. Yeah. But they were like, yo, there are a lot of different types of people. It's very liberal and all this other shit. And I was just like, oh, well, so it's basically like in L.A. or... Not necessarily San Francisco because that place is <laughs> that's extreme. Well, it or used, it to, used be. to be. Yeah. yeah, now it's kind of apolitical, and I'm probably leaning towards like YouTube sophist, <laughs> like as the political party up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I watched this fucking Charles Murray video about haplo groups and fucking race and IQ, <sighs> and now I totally get it. Sargon of Akkad is my guy. <laughs> uh, so. Going there, uh, I went there for a friend of mine's bachelor party, and we did something called tubing. Uh huh. Where we just sat in an actual river in the wilderness. Okay. And we sat in tubes and went down a river. This is this is very unfamiliar to my Southern California mind. <laughs> right. Same. I'm not familiar with rivers. What are those? Yeah. I, <laughs> we I mean, we a- get the occasional streams and like creeks, perhaps. <laughs> and then there's the ocean. Yeah. Exactly. We have a place called the San Diego River, which is dry and has been since we were fucking kids. So it was completely foreign to me. It was really cool because they literally give you a little tube for a cooler and you just fill it with fucking beer and water and then you just float down a river for a few hours. Hell yeah. (laughs) So typically it's supposed to take like three hours, but it took us like an hour and 20 or something like that. That river was cooking. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... We didn't stop anywhere, uh, but like you could pull off, you could pull off to the side and like swing from a rope into the river or whatever, oh, for sure. or stop at a little shore beach thing. I don't know what they're called at rivers. I guess river banks. Oh, is that what it is? I guess river bank. You can stop at a river bank and drink beer and like have a little chat with your boys or whatever. Pull over. Basically do the same things that you were doing in the water on land. Yes, yes. You know what? I, I see nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a super chill experience. It was a little bit expensive for my taste. Huh. But the, the plus of that is that they came to pick us up in a big van. Oh, okay. So it was 80 bucks. Per and person? Yes. That's that seems a bit much. <laughs> yeah, right? So they came to pick us up in Austin, which is approximately 40 minutes away from where we were. Mm-hmm. And they provided us all with tubes. And that's really about it. They said, <laughs> get in the fucking river. And then they came and picked us up at one they point. they provided the river. <laughs> yeah, right? It was. It's oddly expensive for something that's literally in the wilderness. Yeah, I mean, for an inner tube... I mean, to just buy a fucking inner tube, it couldn't be more than $10. And then it's a glorified Uber beyond that. So, yeah, I don't know. That seems a bit much. But, hey, whatever. It was a good time, right? Yeah, had a good time. I mean, I assume it's something that is more of a tourist trap than something that local people do. Sure, yeah. Because it seems like a scam. (laughs) Because I'm sure they don't get a ton of people. I mean, I guess they might get a ton of people. We saw a bus full of, like, super hot women. Hop out that motherfucker and grab a bunch of inner tubes and hop in the motherfucking water. Yeah. And they came in a school bus. Damn. There were like 30 people. 
That's a lot of people. Yeah, and if it's eighty dollars a pop, that's a like, lot of money. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if it's per person they charge or if it's, it's like a group rate. Yeah, if it's just like bring as many people as you want, minimum ten for this price. Sure. So if it's like eight hundred for thirty people or whatever, or maybe a different charge for the fucking school bus. It's <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was a good time though. That's good. Also went to a place called Tyler Black's Barbecue. How was that? That it was life changing. Okay, it was the best barbecue I've ever had in my fucking life. All like, right, with ease, with ease, and like I'm not one to like shit on my dad's cooking because you know we've talked to my dad. He's yeah. a fucking amazing cook. He yeah. cooks really well, but this place was fucking next level. Shit, this all place, right. this. I don't know how long they smoke their shit. But if it, you could literally cut it with a fork. Like it, we had brisket and ribs, Good. Uh, beef ribs, Good. pork ribs. I didn't eat sausage. I didn't eat. But I had the cornbread, brisket, and ribs, and they charge you by the pound for the food. Yeah, and yeah. even for Texas, the food is fucking expensive. Ah. It's nineteen dollars a pound for the brisket. <gasps> yeah, that's that's pretty expensive. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. it's really good. And I'm not one to, like, poo-poo the price of stuff because, yeah. you know, capitalism or whatever. But, like, that, it's really good. I don't know if it's good enough to pay for regularly. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a regular kind of meal. Because, I mean, if it's $20 a pound just for the brisket, which, sure, that's a bit expensive. But then you also have sides and other meats and you know you're not just getting a pound of brisket (laughs) just that's your meal yeah yeah they do have sides i don't know how much they charge for those i think they're per pound as well would make sense yeah it was it was insane the food was the 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 meat insane the cornbread was i mean it was fucking cornbread it was (laughs) so the way that i'm not big into baking so i can't say if this is 100 percent true but the moistness of like a baked good yeah. i think is dependent on how much sugar you put in it uh, i think it also has to do with the uh starch at least for a uh for cornbread because it's okay. it's it's like a um cornmeal yeah it's cornmeal but it's like a cornmeal muffin essentially yeah so i've had cornbread where it's you know closer to like a cupcake and then I've had cornbread where it's like straight out of Popeye's, no butter, no honey. You're eating that motherfucker dry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these were more so like cupcakes. Okay. I prefer that. Uh, I mean, like, it's not that I thought they were bad or anything, but it was just whatever. I mean, sure. it's fucking cornbread. Yeah. It's, uh, it's whatever. The food, I mean, I keep going back to these meats. Like, I want to know how long they smoke that shit to make it that fucking tender. Yeah, that's... It was fucking picturesque, too. They they brought it over on this tray because we went and got a fucking table. And we there were, like, ten of us. Sure. And this thing just looked like a commercial. It looked like a <laughs> fucking ad for brisket. They were here to impress sliced perfectly. And it had the caps on as well. Mm. And I was just like, God damn, it looked good. It tasted good. It was worth, uh, I mean, I guess we all split it. Sure. Uh, it was worth it. It was fucking good. I second thing I ate, even though this is in reverse order tacos from a place called torchies. Mm-hmm. Those tacos were banging. All right. So, well, at least one order that I had was banging. <laughs> uh, I ordered jerked chicken tacos. Huh. And that shit was cool. That I... shit. And it was actually spicy. Oh, good. It's not like the spicy in San Diego where it's like, uh, dog, like, can you actually put pepper in this? Or oh, can, can, I'm just going to like cayenne? derail this real quick. I went to a, I played a show at this bar and I ordered some wings. I forget what they call, but they, they claim to have ghost pepper in them. Oh, boy. And I'm like, okay, I like the taste of ghost pepper. It's really fucking hot, but everything I've had made with ghost pepper, I really enjoyed. So I'm like, yo, fuck me up. Let's go. And this shit was mild. Like, I've had medium wings hotter than these quote-unquote ghost pepper wings. They were good, so I didn't send them back. But I'm like, yo... 
I thought I'd be sweating. So I think what restaurants down here are tired of doing is probably dealing with people who think they can handle spicy food. Yeah. And they have to send it back because they're such bitches. I'm sure, but I mean, yeah. when you when you claim, yo, ghost pepper, and you yeah. put like, hey, this is really fucking hot on your shit, then you're responsible. Be an adult. Yeah. Own up to your own mistakes. <laughs> you're right. You're right. There's also something that I don't like about the food here. When you go somewhere that has like spicy food, there's not necessarily like a middle ground. Yeah. It's either fucking mild or it hurts. Yeah. It's awful. It's mild or wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carolina Reaper, actual Reapers. Let's go. There was this place that I used to go to called Dirty Birds when I was a fucking early 20s, yes, maybe late teenager. And they had these wings, these challenge wings. Oh. And I can't remember what pepper it was on, what was on them or what they used as the sauce or whatever. Yeah. But when they started preparing it, when they would heat up whatever sauce the pepper was in, the entire building would start coughing. <laughs> and, like, your sinuses would clear out. It was fucking gnarly. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and people who would eat those wings, every once in a while you'd go in and you'd see somebody try the wings, and they would just be crying. <laughs> Snot would be like freely coming out of their nose. Some people would drool a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure. It was fucking gnarly. Yep. I, <laughs> spicy challenges always amuse me. Like, I like spicy food, but I would rather enjoy it than just suffer through my food. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. That's really shitty. It's a really shitty thing. So outside of the jerk chicken tacos that I ordered, which were superb, they were fucking banging. They were, it was like some of the best tacos I've ever had. And like the jerk chicken was prepared really well. It was tender. It was juicy, but it wasn't, it wasn't dry like chicken normally is. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, most places here, I want to say when they serve chicken, it's mostly just dry. I don't really get Mexican chicken. Uh, fair enough yeah the, like the only spot i can think of there's a, a place pretty close to my my apartment that's basically like a mom and pop version of el pollo loco but it's much better and they do really good chicken but i also only ever get thighs so you can't really have a dry thigh unless you really fuck it up so yeah yeah you're right you're right and the other taco that i ordered which was a mistake in retrospect <laughs> Was a salmon taco. Aha. A fried salmon taco. Aha. Now, I have a few friends who used to work in the sushi game for a while. This is something that I don't necessarily experience in San Diego. They would say, yo, if you can taste the fish, like if it's got a fishy taste, then it's old fish. Yeah. And that's something that, like, at least down here, like, I don't experience all that no, often. I, you don't really run into that. It's, yeah. I mean, because uh, I'm at least this area of San Diego, it's fresh. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're not we got a notion pretty close by. I don't really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're not fucking eating Atlantic cod on yeah. this side of the, the world. But I ordered these fish tacos. First thing that should have clued me was it tasted fishy. Mm. Right? Not a good decision to eat those. Not at all. And another dude that was with ordered shrimp taco. Okay. So we go tubing. We come back. And both of us are, like, in pain. And we... Turns out, both have diarrhea real fucking bad. Nice. And we're guessing that it's because of these fucking tacos. Yeah, probably. It's like, please, don't let me keep shitting. So, I shit that day uh, real bad. Later that night, we go out to a bar. Uh Aha. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, in the middle of the night, I have to fucking split. And I come back to the the Airbnb that we get, which is like a fucking miniature mansion. Nice. Some other shit. And I'm tearing it up. Next morning, I have a flight at 7.20 a.m. So I have to get up at like 5.30 to get ready to go. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, look, I'm feeling okay. 
before I call this Uber, let me drink some water and drink a little bit of OJ or whatever. Yeah. So as soon as I put the fucking water to my lips, dog, my stomach's like, <laughs> so I run, go use the bathroom and I'm like, I'm praying to every fucking God in every single pantheon, <laughs> even the ones on fucking Civ, all of the made up ones. I literally... I'm like, yo, please just don't let me shit myself on this flight. I don't want to have to use this bathroom on the flight. Yeah. I don't want to have to shit myself on this flight. Just let me make it through. Let me make it's it all the way home. not that long of a flight. You can do this. <laughs> right? It's only uh, three hours or so. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I had one of those fucking dumbass morning flights. Right. Because there's no fucking way that I want to have a layover of four hours in Denver. And I hate the Denver airport. Yeah. Never I, been, never been. I've been once, had a terrible experience, never again. <laughs> Fucked ever. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I make it home okay. Good. Uh, and I'm like shitting for the next like two days. Jeez. I found out today or yesterday from work that apparently there's like a little stomach bug going around yeah actually i heard that too yeah i mean so i don't know if it was the fish tacos in a landlocked city 200 miles away from the coast Mm. or it was like a little stomach virus that was going around interesting but who who knows knows? yeah we'll never know uh last part i want to touch on is i went to this place called rainy street and this other spot called uh sixth street and they're both the they're essentially so Sixth Street is basically like real dirty ass PB. Nice, like the uh, not well lit parts of PB <laughs> where okay, yeah you actually have like the severely drunk people where they will keep serving you if you are drunk. Right, that's that's what Sixth Street is. Okay, and they close off both sides of the street for like two blocks or something on like Fridays and Saturdays, and you can just walk around oh. outside with drinks in your hand and that's shit. That's cool. Yeah, it's really sick. It's really, actually really super sick. Yeah. But, I mean, it would have been for me when I was, like, six years younger or some <laughs> right. shit. Right, yeah. Now but, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm good just sitting right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I had a good time. But one thing that I did see, and when people tell me that Austin is liberal, like, now I understand that it's relative to the rest of Texas. <laughs> yeah. Not compared to any actual liberal city. I mean, we're in like one of the more conservative big cities, especially in California. So I guess you could say San Diego is conservative compared to LA compared to what San Francisco used to be. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we are extremely liberal Compared to Austin, I'm sure. Probably. And looking at them, there were a few things that clued me into like, oh, this is liberal compared to Texas. One, I saw more than one person in like full MAGA gear, like (laughs) out in public. Like I've never seen that in San Diego. Not once. No. Never. And I go out places a lot now. Mostly it's like trendy, younger people spots. I saw a lot of people in MAGA shit. But anyway, these dudes are walking down the street with American flags. They're holding American flags on poles. And they have, like, Trump's America shirts on or whatever. And they're wearing MAGA hats. And they're, like, getting dapped up and, like, uh, handshakes and shit from people all up and down the street. Like, in this crowded area. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And I, I get it, like. If the perception is like, oh, we live in this liberal hellhole, it's not liberal to the point where societally somebody would have chastised you and probably wouldn't have served you food. Yeah. Like if you had gone out in public looking like that. Right. There's, it's not that kind of liberal. It's liberal in that like a handful of Indian people live there. <laughs> right. You might see a Google gay couple. there. Yeah, I saw a few gay couples. Oh, that means it's super liberal. Holy hey. shit. No, I mean, it, it's it's not. The thing is, like, in San Diego, when you see something that might represent diversity, it's groups of people of different races hanging out with each other. Right. It's a lot of that. 
in Austin, what it was is like silos of racial groups. Oh, that's that's how most of probably most of the U.S. But I I saw that seriously in the South, where like I was staying with my black family in South Carolina when I was like twelve. I was staying with my black family, and the whole last neighborhood was black. And then we went to like one of the more affluent parts of town getting dinner and everyone was white. And I'm like, Oh, there are white people here. Interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's one of the things that I definitely noticed while I was out there. It's so you'd see like four or five Hispanic or Latinx people hanging out with each other. Then you would just see, I mean, hordes of white people, let's be honest, <laughs> like a very, very, very large groups of white people. Uh, the ratio, if I had to guess, was probably like 30 to 1. Jeez. Oh, it was insane. But I will say, lots of very tall blonde women out there who are very attractive. Yeah. We don't really get a ton of blondes, despite the uh, stereotype. stereotype. Yeah. But, yeah, you'll, you'll find a lot of like lily-white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed people outside of uh, California. Yeah. To the point where Nikki didn't realize that that look was actually very rare in the world. I'm like, yeah, there's very few countries that will produce, I mean, for one, white people, but two, like, blonde white people? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. So, 6th Street, very dirty. Uh, Drinks are super cheap. Like, dirt cheap. And, like, for somewhere that is as popular or more popular relative to, like, PB in San Diego... Uh, the most apt comparison that seems to have come across is New Orleans, uh, oh, Bourbon sure. Street. It's just like a shade less popular than that. Okay. And it's bumping every Friday night. And they still play fucking songs from like the mid-2000s, late-2000s. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. Playing so, Ja Rule on the radio? <laughs> yeah, like legit. Like in the club, like Ja Rule comes on. There are some undeniable classics that came on, still tipping, um, ASAP Ferg's work remix. Oh, good. And like a, a handful of other ones, but I heard Without Me by Eminem. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're essentially in a nightclub. And for some reason, it's called Luster Pearl. There's a fucking statue, like a bronze statue of this big titty having pirate. <laughs> and she's just standing there, kind of like looking like almost a shrug. She's got both her hands up, I think, and she's just standing there. And lots of people took a picture with it. It was really fucking weird. That's silly. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah, real weird. Uh, Rainy Street, on the other hand, is how PB looks now. And it's probably treated. It's a little bit more serious. Um, Well, kind of well-dressed people go out there. Uh, It's higher end than 6th Street. But it's also still very cheap. I would argue that it's worse as far as musical selection goes yeah. because they were playing, um, oh God, it's like indie rock. It's called, uh, it's referred to as indie rock or it's widely known as indie <laughs> rock, but it's like pop punk, I think is the oh, technical genre. Okay. So it's like two door cinema club, uh, block party, MGMT. Like those kinds of bands. Oh, adult alternative kind of. Yeah, maybe contemporary. Yeah. I don't I don't Whatever. know. Whatever. But they they were playing that super unironically. <laughs> and the place next door had was banging out the whip with the new Kanye. Of I'm course. a sick fuck. I like and I was yeah. just like, oh, why don't we just go there? <laughs> there are probably not this many white people over there. <laughs> and they they don't have to feel like they need to play Vanessa Carlton's song. Jesus. <laughs> I enjoyed my time in Austin. It was a kick ass time. I want to go back longer and explore the city some more. Sure. But I need a posse to go with and or at least one or two people. I don't know that I would ever live in Texas, mainly because the weather is trash. <laughs> I mean, San Diego's weather is basically perfect. It's hard to deny. Yeah. You can't really beat it, dude. It's so crazy. The one the one thing that some people say is like, oh, I want seasons. You know, some people <laughs> re- they like having the leaves fall off the trees. They like the snow. Or at least the concept of it, because most people I know 
that live in snow fucking hate it. So, I don't know, they like the concept of it, or like that they have to have multiple wardrobes. I can wear the same shit year round, and that's kind of fucking great. Yeah. My, I don't, I own a, I own a ton of clothes, but it's all for one season, baby. Yeah. I mean, I have some cold weather clothes that I wear if I just happen to be outside of San Diego during the winter. Yeah. Well, fuck, man. Yeah. So today I present the tale of two live action adaptations. Uh, oh, is it Bleach? Did you watch fucking Bleach? Yes, I did. Oh, hell yeah. All right. So this is, it's going to be sort of a comparison contrast essay, but uh, it's just whatever. So Bleach, I checked it out like last week, week before or whatever, and it's perfectly fine. Like, is there a dub? Not that I'm aware of. <gasps> I watched it in Japanese because I can read. Uh, <laughs> it's not about reading. I think <laughs> subtitles detract from the experience. That's all I'm saying. So I, I will agree sometimes. Uh, Especially with something live action. It, I would say it's worse if the delivery really matters. Because sometimes the subtitles will spoil a joke or like... You know, just not really. It, it, they won't convey the meaning in the same way. But in any case, yeah, the uh, the adaptation was pretty much perfectly fine. Like, I don't really remember much about the beginning of Bleach, just that it started much more mundane, and you know, it it just gets it was like Monster of the Week essentially. Yeah, basically, and it it just gets wild really fast once uh, they go into actually go to Soul Society. But this adaptation essentially just covers like the very beginning up until when Rukia goes back to soul society. Pretty much that's the arc there. They of course had to cut a bunch of stuff out. They made Chad less of a character because they didn't have time to throw him in there. And how, how do you make Chad? He (laughs) fucking doesn't talk for like the majority of the first season. The only reason why, you know, that he's going to get powers is because he's featured so prominently, yeah. but is never saying shit. Yeah. He, <laughs> he doesn't do basically anything in this except like, is he played by a Japanese dude? Yeah. Why are they Japan washing my characters? I don't know, man. Isn't he like a fucking six foot four Mexican dude <laughs> Yeah, with hair in his fucking eyes? Yep. What the like, fuck? They at least got a guy that was, they at least made him look taller. I don't know how tall the actual actor is, but he was a bit more tan than his classmates, but that's about it. So let me ask you this. Was he featured walking in many scenes? Mm, not that I can think of. Okay. So they probably had him standing on an apple crate, most apple likely. box. Yeah, most likely. They're, they were probably pulling off the Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. But... So they got an Okinawan to play fucking yeah. Chad. <laughs> but yeah, overall, the casting was pretty good. Like, the guy they got for uh, Ichigo, pretty good. He fit the uh, the sort of the sort of delinquent attitude, because that's kind of where he's supposed to be, where it's like he looks like a delinquent, but he's not, but he kind of is. And they did a good job with that. Um, Rukio was also played pretty well. I don't get why they didn't do her hair right. Like, her hair is not that unrealistic. Why couldn't they just do that? I don't get it. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Renji was pretty good casting. They actually did a really good job with his sword. Uh, um, Byakuya also did a pretty good job. He was played by some J-Rock star. I don't pay attention to that shit. Yeah. Who's Byakuya? That's uh, Rukia's older brother. Okay. Okay. So... It was a perfectly fine adaptation. I'm pretty sure they're going to keep going. Um, And I'm more wary about where they're going with it. Because they've already kind of written off Chad. And he does. He's never all that important. I feel like they're just not going to do anything with him at all. Doesn't he like become like some like half hollow thing or something? dumb? Yeah. Like he has his right arm is a hollow. Then his left arm becomes hollow too. But it's like stronger. <laughs> Don't ask me. Uh, but he still never really does all that much that's consequential. Like 
he wins a few fights. He loses a bunch of fights. But none of them really have that strong of a bearing on the story. Whereas, like, Ishida actually wins some important fights. Renji, you know, actually does shit, etc., etc. Chad never really does anything. So that he's probably just not going to be a character. But, like, I felt like the Bleach story overall was too rushed, just in general. Like, they really pushed Ichigo to be overpowered in a way that didn't really make much sense to me. Because, like, one minute he's struggling to fight, you know, just Renji, who's, okay, he's a sub-captain. He should be struggling. And then, like, 50 chapters later, he beats a captain, like, one of the stronger captains. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever. Power scaling. Yeah. They don't... (laughs) They. (laughs) I find that oftentimes anime doesn't necessarily do a good job with power scaling. Yeah. And when people get lucky, it's not necessarily well expressed when they get lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. Like you could, you could argue that, um, Ichigo beating Byakuya once he gets his Bankai, that was, because Byakuya was still looking down on him and was like underestimating him the whole time. You could argue that. Especially because few chapters after that, you see Byakuya's way stronger and it's like, okay, come on now, guys. <laughs> well, like even the problem with that is like you don't think somebody who got to the point where Byakuya got couldn't recognize a threat after a certain point. Right. It's like not, <laughs> it like, doesn't make much sense. Is everybody fucking fighting kung fu in the soul society? Like they adhere to like a very specific set of <laughs> rules when fighting. So like hitting somebody in the dick like with an uppercut, an American style boxing uppercut is completely dishonorable and you'll fucking be thrown out of your fucking dojo and your sifu will cut your head off or some shit. Like is that is that the rule set that they play by? So when like some dude is coming by like not fighting at his full strength to trick you or something it's so stupid. Yeah, it it's really stupid. So I'm concerned about how it's going to be if they abridge this even further. Like, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. But the other live action adaptation that I saw was the first episode of Kakigurui. That's the <sighs> gambling anime, which yeah. both the anime and the live action are on Netflix. I liked the anime. There were Certain parts of it that I didn't really care for because basically all of the characters are fucking insane and they make these ridiculous faces and everyone's way over the top. It's kind of fun in that way. Gambling show. Yeah. I would prefer it if it was played a little bit more straight, but whatever. That's the show. But the live action anime adaptation of it. You would think that this would be perfectly fine because it's a very grounded anime. There's nothing in it that's, like, supernatural. It's people gambling. They get lucky. It happens. Whatever. Except they were too faithful. The adaptation is pretty much, like, shot for shot from the anime. Or at least what I remember of it. But that includes the stupid fucking faces, the way over the top, and it does not translate. It does not translate at all. It is just, it's so fucking hard to watch. I I only got through the first episode, and it ends on a cliffhanger, and I started the second episode, because I'm like, yeah, I forgot where this cliffhanger went. And then as soon as that second episode started, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to watch this. (laughs) I don't want to watch this. It's fucking painful to sit through, because... It's just not, it's not human. It, it went way past the point of being funny or entertaining. It just goes straight into the Uncanny Valley where it's not enjoyable anymore. And, um, yeah, could not get through that. <laughs> not a surprise. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I only turned it on out of morbid curiosity. And, um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back for getting through the first episode because holy shit that was hard 
I'm happy for you. Yeah, Congratulations. Uh, you know what? You've changed your life for the better. Took some strength. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they're not doing like. Is it the heavy horniness that's in the show? Is it like I, the crazy heavy like I'm coming right now because I, I just lost a bet. There's like tones of that in the first episode. I don't know. I didn't get to the girl who's like really about that. I'm not going to find out. Okay. <laughs> well, you're lost. I, is it? I want to. What's she do with that gun? Doesn't she like. She do like masturbates with it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Rubs it up against the outside, which is fucking wild to me. And I'm sure there are people who have actually done that. Those people are fucking crazy. I hate anime. Uh, it's the worst. <laughs> it is the worst. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. So another thing I wanted to bring up is uh, the concept of whaling in free-to-play games. Oh, I thought you were going to say whaling in real life. Yeah, no, not hunting whales in ritualistic combat. That's <laughs> just how it goes down. You're, you give whale a spear and a few dudes a spear, and then you seal off a ring. Uh-huh. <laughs> they fight uh-huh. to the death. You know how it goes. Uh, <laughs> no. Whaling in free to play games, which is a whale, is someone who spends too much money on free games. And it's usually most often in mobile games where, you know, you're playing Fate Go and you're trying to get your waifu and you just throw another $10 at it for another roll and whatever. And uh, I don't really play a whole lot of mobile games, especially ones that have any sort of gambling aspects to them, but I do play Final Fantasy Record Keeper. And so what? what is Final Fantasy Record Keeper? It's basically a Final Fantasy game where play at you can assemble a team of every final fantasy character okay you can have titus alongside cloud alongside zell yeah just everyone and including some villains which is cool um you know side characters whatever any seymour in there yeah uh you can play a seymour okay you can play as his dad too hold on oh i'm it's my bad wasn't the dude's name seymour from chrono trigger as well no. What's the villain's name from that? Magus. It's, oh, Magus. yeah, Magus. Yeah. yeah. No, there's no Chrono Trigger. Uh, that would be a cool crossover event. Um, they have done a couple. Like, there is a uh, Kingdom Hearts event, so you can play as uh, Riku and Sora. Um, but there's... T- in that game, there are two sort of premium currencies. There's Mithril and Gems. Mithril, you get... Only in-game. You can't purchase it. And you get a ton of it. You get one for a daily login. You might get a second for a daily login. You get one for completing three missions in a day. You usually get one every time you complete a new mission. You get a ton of mithril. Like at There was a point where I had over 300, which is like six rolls. Now, gems can only be purchased. And... It's roughly equal to one dollar is a hundred gems, but for a for an eleven roll for your weapons, that's fifty mithril or three thousand gems. So it's thirty dollars. So you can say that a mithril is roughly about seventy five cents, but Every day you get like a dollar fifty, and some days you get two twenty-five. I mean, you complete a new mission, that's another seventy-five cents. You get a ton of mithril, and like they do events where it's like, hey, here's a hundred. So why do they expect people to buy gems? Because that's it's bad economy. Doesn't matter. People still do it. And that's the part that kills me. Like, I've come close. I've come close to spending money on gems because, like, yo, I really want to get this relic. I'm really trying to push for Kane to be my, like, my best dragoon. And then every time I pull up those prices and I'm like, there is no fucking way <laughs> I'm paying $30 for a chance at this. 
That's awful. I mean, I think they're changing the law in a lot of places. I hope so, because, man, it is absurd. The only time I spend money on free-to-play games is if I feel like there's... If I'm actually getting currency out of it. Like, I'll spend money on Dota because for, like, the compendium, for the international compendium, because you get a bunch of bonus stuff out of it. You, and you can resell the stuff anyway. If, if you get duplicates, if you don't like a character and you have a bunch of skins for them, you can just sell it on the marketplace. Yeah, you get pennies on the dollar, but at least you're getting some form of return. This, there's no trading. You're spending 30 bucks for a chance at what you want. There, it's like, you know, 50 cents here, 50 cents there. And uh, yeah, it's wild to me. Yeah, it's fucked up. Preying on people's like, gambling desires yep. like how they reach into your fucking lizard brain and reward you just enough just to make you want to keep going and then once you get tired of doing it you just do it one more time just come one on more. man i just, just one I, more. They, and they'll do limited events and yeah. they'll do and they'll give you discounts and hey here's a little here's a little tease here's a little something for you here's a little freebie for you dog yeah, the first one's always free man yeah it's fucked up it's not a good system, and I'm glad they're making steps to change it because EA, thank God, got too big for their fucking britches. Oh, man, that was fucking wild. Tried to gouge children. It's <sighs> fucked up. You pay fucking $50 for that game, or was it free to play? For Star Wars? Yeah. It was, it was a fully paid game. And then on top of that, you have loot boxes and shit? Oh, man. Holy shit. And I... I I forgot what the numbers were on the odds for the loot boxes. They were fucking terrible. It was horrible. And it like it wasn't just cosmetic stuff that was hidden behind those loot boxes. It was weapons, it was characters. Like, yo, that's super fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you wanted to play as Darth Maul or whoever, you had to roll for it. And you know, yeah, you get free loot boxes by playing the game. Someone said you had to play like 40 hours to on average, just to get one character. And that's <sighs> Fuck that. one character out of how many that you're rolling with. Like, And you can get dupes. <sighs> God, getting dupes? Getting dupes in loot boxes is the most infuriating <laughs> thing on this fucking planet. Like Blizzard with Overwatch. Uh, I was one of those dudes who spent a little bit too much money on Overwatch. It's a paid game. Yep. And then I fucking put like at least two hundred dollars oh, worth of man. worth of loot box purchases. And they getting duplicates in that game is the most insulting thing <laughs> fucking so ever. Bad. It's like, what the fuck? I got this legendary twice. Oh, thank you. You couldn't fucking just, I don't know, change the role to where it would be a unique item every fucking time until I have it all. No, you can't do that because then it's not gambling. Yep. You fucking animals. Oh, it's so shitty. But to be fair, I did really like Overwatch for a short period of time. Right. And I, I mean, you know, consenting adults, they're allowed to spend their money the way they want. But the way they do it is so predatory. Yes, all of those games are super predatory, and it changes it even more when you re- recognize that children are also their part yeah. of their target audience. I don't. How does Fortnite do their skins and stuff? Dog, that shit is. They I, give you llamas, loot llamas. Oh, yeah, yeah, which is just a loot box. Okay, goddamn. And then you can also buy them individually. So the problem with purchasing the items individually is that they're fucking expensive. Like What's, this, like, average price for a good skin? So, like, I guess the average price for a good skin would probably be about, like, 10 bucks. Okay. And on the high end, like, some of the legendary skins, those shits are, like, 20, uh, 25. Gee, okay, yeah. They, that's, that's why they're making billions of dollars. Yeah. It's fucking insane. And also, like, if you buy a battle pass for the season... You're getting free shit anyway. Uh, so Battle passes. I don't know why any company doesn't do a battle pass. It makes sense. It, it is. I would say it's probably the most rewarding on both ends. Yeah. Because yeah. if you do like a purchase up front and you, and you don't know everything you're going to get, it's just like, okay, 30 bucks. I'm going to get, I'm probably going to get a return on investment. And yeah, you'll get more people to buy it. And it's not like 
it's not like Epic is losing money for giving out skins. Right. You make the skin once, you got it. Yeah, it's not like it's limited stock. It's yeah. It's fucking annoying. I don't know. I think, honestly, I think everything in that game is way too expensive. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And <laughs> as somebody who bought it initially before it was fucking free to play. God. I, had, I have the PvE version of that game. <laughs> do, you, do you get, like, bonus shit for it? or uh, You get, like, you got... I got the Founders Day Edition one where it's got some fucking weak ass bullshit skins. I'm sure. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's not good. Okay. It's not a good look. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, I also spent a lot of money on that game, too. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. And believe it or not, they had fucking loot llamas in it. While it was a PvE game. Huh. Which is fucking weird. They did some tweaking to the main PvE game. What they did was they ended up just returning everybody's money. Oh, uh, okay. For in V-Bucks. Sure, yeah. So you could use it on either game. And also, it was so you could just make new purchases because they rebalanced everything. And they took everybody's shit away from That's good of them because I... People probably would have fucking rioted if otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> hey, just as a quick reminder, uh, I'll put the link for the Twitch channel in the show notes of this, but we're going to be doing a live episode this Saturday with uh, Devin Nash of formerly of CLG Gaming, now of Malixia. He's, he's a streamer, big DC stan. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be our first ever live broadcast. Gia, live and uncut. What up? Yeah, so get up on it. All right, yeah. It's going to be on twitch.tv slash that Denzel. And you can find it. Yeah, we'll be live 1030 a.m. PST on Saturday. This Saturday, 29th, 929. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 929. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right, so let's get into questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. First one comes in from Rella. He says, I know you all want to get bit by talking about fake news again, but um, this infiltration domestic abuse shit looks legit. If you don't know what I don't know about it, I'm sure check and fill in all the details. What are your thoughts on this entire infiltration sideshow? What are your thoughts on dudes caping for infiltration, even if he did do it? Um, wow. So there's a certain contingent, a growing contingent of people on the internet that believe that your privacy should be your own and what happens behind closed doors should be between you and the person it happens with, uh, which to a certain degree, degree, like I fuck with the sentiment, but at the same time, that's only something that people want for shitty people. Yeah. So, just to to give the TLDR version of this infiltration thing, uh, infiltration got married like two years ago and then divorced like six months after that. Uh, turns out, reason why is because he was allegedly beating the shit and torturing his new bride. Holy fuck. So, there was... This has been in court for a while and it got out to the public because he was found guilty. (laughs) Oh, so it's basically past the point of speculation. It's been in court. Like they have transcripts of this shit and it's, it's horrendous. It's heinous. And, uh, he's been off Twitter. I don't think he's arrested yet. I don't think he's like in prison or anything, but He's been totally dropped by all of his sponsors. He's off all of the Capcom Pro Tours. Oh, also, Infiltration is a Street Fighter Pro, if you're not familiar. He's from South Korea. Uh, And, yeah, it's pretty fucking wild. And basically all evidence and everything that the public knows points to he's guilty. Like, there's kind of no way around it. And it's super shitty because a lot of people really enjoyed him. He He had a great personality. And we got to see him as Americans. We got to see him grow and become more comfortable because like 
he was one of the few Korean pros to like make it on the world stage for Street Fighter. So he was very shy. He didn't really have a lot of people to talk to. It was like just him and his best friend laugh. And then they split up. I don't know what happened between them. And like we got to see more of his personality as he became more comfortable with American crowds. And then it turns out he's a piece of shit. So uh, yeah, it's a little heartbreaking for some people, which I think is why some people are finding, trying to not believe this. And it is also pretty wild. You know, you wouldn't expect that out of anyone, let alone, you know, this cool guy. So, yeah, I see why people are trying to defend him. But all of the facts say, yeah, this nigga did it. So there's nothing to defend here. <laughs> like, it's it's gone to court. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked. That sucks. I mean, more so. Of course, obviously, for <laughs> yeah. his ex-wife. Yeah. But it's it sucks for the fans to find out that somebody that they idolized is a piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to come to terms with that. And I know, like, basically the same thing happened with Bill Cosby, where it's like this person who was a hero for a lot of people and, you know, was an icon for black youths. Turns out he's a piece of shit. What do you do? <laughs> you just have to, you have to accept it. Yeah. And, uh. I mean, it is what it is. It's a shitty situation for everyone. But, you know, if he did it, he should be brought to justice. And by the sounds of it, that's what's happening. Exactly. So, fuck infiltration forever. Yep, that's it. Infiltration's canceled. He's out. Swervelo asks. Swervelo says... Subjectively, young rappers and producers nowadays have a great penchant for visual style, music video concepts, and musicality. Objectively, they only seem to be able to rap about trapping out the sedan and fucking my bitch. Why do you guys think there is such a great dissonance between the sensory experience of modern hip-hop versus the depth and variation of the lyrical content? So... The problem here is you're not necessarily dealing with rappers who are creating their own music videos. You have somebody else dream up the concept for them. Somebody who's far more talented creatively. And lyrically, you have either I'm selling Zans or I'm taking Zans and I'm sad. (laughs) Or I put a Zan in my butt one time. Or like I'm going to beat you up or whatever. It's... It's awful. It's all the mu- music is awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the new talent, I mean, it's they're just not good. They're not. It's weird because you listen to some of the new stuff now, and it seems like it seems like everybody's essentially the same, right? Yeah. There's a I lot. I can of see it. the the tree that all these little pieces of shit fell from. It's like the Kid Cudi album. Where he's like moaning and crying, and then 808s and heartbreaks, and then like a handful of the Lil Wayne auto tune yep. tracks. Yep. Like, this is that school. This is what sold the most in those days. And these are the people who are bringing that out for another generation. It's fucking awful, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny, though. There are still like new rappers that I enjoy pretty greatly like i really like gold link and he's relatively new and is doesn't do any of that other shit like all of the lils do so yeah but i think what you're what you're saying swervelo is basically just a style over sub substance kind of thing where you know some rappers especially in like mid-2000s were all substance, no style. And it just felt like you were being preached at sometimes where it's just like, hey, Dr. King, sit you down for an essay. And like that's that's their whole thing. That was their entire shtick. And it doesn't sell because no one wants that. And this is basically the exact opposite of that where it doesn't actually matter what they're saying. It's just it's got a good beat. And it makes me feel like I'm not a piece of shit because this guy's clearly worse. So, yeah, yeah. Not much more to say about that, I guess. Fuck, fuck rap. That yep. shit sucks. Shit sucks. It, it always has, but at least the old rap had bangers. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always going to be like five or six really good songs come out every year. Like, yeah, guaranteed. whereas there used to be 
every every few months there would be bangers. Yeah. Every and people were competing for the top spot to have that banger that played on the radio all the time. The way that music is now, like the democratizing of of creativity online is essentially it's it's all quantity, no quality. It, and yeah. whatever happens to have like the catchiest beat and the catchiest hook makes it to the top. That's why somebody like Takeshi Six Nine is so popular, I don't even or think Lil Pump catchy. is oh, popular. Yeah, I I really think yeah it is kind of a you know throw a bunch of shit against the wall see what sticks because you might get lucky. You don't know what's going to be the banger. That you don't know what's going to be the song that gets you popular. So you might as well just put them all out. Yeah. Whether they're good or not, you know, they might sell. And I'm sick of the ironic rapper. <sighs> I'm sick of it. Yup. I feel you. So Portuguese Charlie asks, so Denzel, what do you think of keto? I remember in the early days you mentioned wanting to lose weight, but never really talked about making any progress. So I'm asking if this was one of the diets that you might've tried. A friend of mine lost about 65 pounds in about six or seven months so I'm already two weeks into it. Keep it up, guys. Almost to the hundredth episode. Yeah, Thanks, bud. Uh, so keto, I tried for a little bit. My whole issue with keto specifically is I like beer, uh, <laughs> and I don't really care to give up beer for the sake of like I don't know how much more I'm going to be losing. Right? That's, mm. It. So keto and. Uh, Keto is specifically a diet, for those of you at home who aren't aware, a type of way that your body burns fat. It's called ketosis. So if you don't eat a certain amount of carbs, your body burns fat differently. And it the idea is that your body, instead of processing sugars for energy, it's now processing fat for energy. Therefore, it burns through fat. Yeah. But the difference here is I don't know that the amount of weight lost on it is going to be worth giving up beer essentially right like if i'm if i'm eating better as a whole if i'm eating better as a whole and i'm losing like two and a half pounds a week which is like pretty pretty all right it's pretty yeah, healthy it's pretty right yeah. i'm not going to suddenly be losing 5 pounds a week on keto yeah, I, I, I might lose like 2.7 a week. And like that doesn't really make that big of a difference. Sure. To me. Yeah. Like, I have seen some people lose a ton of weight on keto. Shout out to Dr. Scientist. What up? Uh, but I mean, you really have to stick to it. Yeah. And that's that's probably what it is more so than anything. Yeah. Because carbs are easy to lose control of anyway. So if you're out here like eating a fucking ton of candy or you're having a slice of cake once a day or eating a bunch of pie or ice cream, like, yeah, it's easy to lose track of what you're doing. But like, I don't eat a ton of that shit anyway. Right. And like I drink maybe once or twice a week. And uh, it's not like I'm going fucking all out anymore every every time I drink. It's just like maybe once or twice a month I'm going fucking ham. <laughs> and it's – I think that keto is good, yes. But I think I can get the similar if not the same results if I just don't fucking wild out. And when people go on keto, they're keeping in mind daily for every meal that they have like – Yo, don't eat carbs, don't eat carbs, don't eat carbs, don't eat carbs. Yeah, you have to be very conscious of what you're eating. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, it's so specific that, you know, you really have to uh, be conscious of it. And I, I think part of it, yes, is the ketosis, the actual science behind it. But I do think a large part of it is how mindful you are of what you're eating. Exactly. So I'm not out here acting an ass, eating a bunch of crazy shit anymore. And in the last, I don't know, three, three or so months, I've lost about like 30 pounds, something like that. That's pretty solid. And it's not, it's not as if I like, I'm shitting on keto because I'm keto's done a lot of good shit for people. Yeah. But the only thing, the only difference is like, I like to eat 
and I like to drink. I don't really, so goddamn, this is a little bit inside baseball, but I don't like to eat potato anymore. I think it's too heavy. Mm. Uh, it makes me like feel like groggy or whatever. I've never liked to eat rice because rice is bullshit. <laughs> and I don't eat a ton of bread anymore because like there was a short period in time when I was doing keto and I had stopped eating a ton of carbs. I was doing like sub 40 carbs a day or something like that. Or sub 20, one of those two. And I just stopped eating bread as a whole. And like I went back to like trying to eat bread and it tasted like fucking cake. <laughs> it was it was too sweet. It's like really weird. Maybe it's just like the way that I had been like eating before and I just never noticed the sweetness of the bread. But like a lot of shit is like real sweet. And mm. I just I'm not fucking with it. It's not like I'm out here like drinking mad fruit juices and shit. I'm not I'm like sometimes I'll have like a little protein smoothie or whatever and I'll put like blueberries in it or strawberries which are the lowest carb fruits <laughs> and they recommend it if you're doing keto um just not a lot of it I don't I mean I'm still like sub 50 carbs a day but at the same time like it's a more so a method of controlling how many calories I take in than it is me purposefully trying to do keto Juice Campbell asks, where do you guys stand on separating art from the artist? I ask this in light of Bill Cosby's recent sentencing. Do circumstances as these make it more difficult to consume a person's media if they've done something terrible? I personally don't really care what other people do. Just own what you're doing. You can't, you can't completely write off one person and then accept another person's bad behavior. I, I'll still consume media, but I won't really go out of my way. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch Kevin Spacey movies now or anything like that. I was never really that, I wasn't a big fan of his in the first place, but you know, like, I, I'm going to still watch it if it comes up, but. I won't blame someone. I'm not going to defend him, you know? Uh, likewise, a lot of people hate Hemingway and say he was a womanizer. Well, okay, but you have to admit, man could write. So, I don't really I don't really believe in the whole, like, statute of limitations on that kind of stuff. What a fucking dork reading Hemingway. I know, right? The fuck? Hey, baby shoes for sale, never worn. Uh, <laughs> I don't get that reference because I've never read them. Okay, that's an entire story. Uh, someone bet Hemingway that he couldn't write a sad story in under like 50 words. And he's like, all right, I can do it in six. And he said, this was the sad story. Baby shoes for sale, never worn. That's the story. And then, I mean, you know, that's not necessarily even sad. What if they run a fucking babies R us and they were just returned? That was before you could return shit at the store. <laughs> <laughs> what if they just stole them? You never know. I, you know, it's supposed to be sad. Oh, okay. But yeah, my my point is, uh, I'm fine with separating the art from the artist. Just be consistent with it. Um, you know, I'm on the fuck Kanye train, but I'm also not going to shame someone for listening to him. I'm on the fuck Kevin Spacey train. But not really, you know, it's <laughs> this is something I struggle with daily, uh, honestly, because there's one thing like actively supporting an artist, right? Like, yeah, R. Kelly, for instance, fucking awful, terrible person doesn't mean I forgot all the lyrics to Ignition Remix. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, he's a fucking awful person. I'm not going to stream his music. I'm not going to play any of his joints for other people. Yeah. Uh, but if that song comes on, like, I know the fucking lyric. I'm not walking out of the room. Yeah. But XXXTentacion, on the other hand, like, I mean, both of them, in both instances, when you listen to their lyrics, like, R. Kelly's probably directing those lyrics to, like, an underage girl. Like, he probably mm. was thinking of an underage girl at the mm. time. Like, some 14-year-old oh, girl. Speaking of, shout out to Drake. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Shout outs to Drake. Shout outs to Drake. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, god damn it. But 
I mean, I guess it's it's super subjective for me based on whatever crime they committed. Yeah, and I also think um, historical value plays a large part into how much I will still consume their stuff or like still give them credit, like Hemingway, for example, or uh, or like Bill Cosby. Like he had a a very strong positive impact on black lives. During, during that era, black people weren't doctors on TV. They weren't these wholesome characters. And so he had a very positive effect for real people, despite that being a lie. Like, it's kind of hard to take that away now. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm real. I, I'm not sure how I feel about Bill Cosby now. I mean, obviously he deserves to be in prison and he will probably just go there and die almost immediately. And you know, yeah, absolutely. Fuck him. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's also more unfortunate that he was taking advantage of women. So yeah, it depends on, it depends on what your tolerance is. It's, I'm not going to fault you for still liking somebody's shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's how, how it is for a lot of people. Yeah. But, you know, it's up to you, man. Unless, psych, psych was very important to me in my younger days. Unless someone's actively and unapologetically being shitty, I'm not going to shame someone for still liking their stuff. But someone like a Roseanne Barr who's been out here whiling, if you still fuck with Roseanne, come on. Yeah. there. I mean, so this is something that I've thought about a lot because it's something worth considering when talking about specifically people being racist like it's easy for me to write somebody off like without a second thought mm-hmm. if they're racist if they're transphobic if they're homophobic or any if they're any kind of bigot yeah like if they do anything that makes me dislike them once and i haven't consumed any of their content fuck them fuck them forever it literally makes no difference but like with somebody who's white like Roseanne Barr saying racist shit does not matter because it does not affect them. And so like, I can understand why so many people in the country were like, Oh, what the fuck? Roseanne did nothing wrong. This is fine because it doesn't affect them. And they did have zero empathy for like a racial awareness or any of that fucking shit because they're shitters. And if I don't fuck with them, they can still fuck with Roseanne if they want to, because literally nothing she has ever said uh, will affect them. Yeah, pretty much. And I had no problem writing her off because this shit sucked from day one. Yeah, it was bad. And she's also super racist. So there you have it. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. I've been Denzel. I've been Chet. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at... Bushido Brown SD. Excellent. Uh, you can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash RealNerdHours. And you can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast and groups slash Podcast. And you can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash RealNerdHours. You're welcome. (laughs) We'll we'll see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.